This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Now, Frost, I have to jump into this because I need you to educate me. Help me understand one thing about these these different platforms. And you mentioned the names. I can't even rattle off the names again. How are they differentiating themselves? What's the difference between a Hulu and a Pluto and a Roco and a Zumo and a, oh, I might start rapping. Let me stop. But <laughs> help educate me as a digital immigrant so I can understand, like, what are, how are they different from each other? Well, so, um, you know, it's all about the content. And so they are aggregating different, uh, different types of content, whether it's more sports content or more, uh, you know, older content or newer content. So they're all, as you know, these guys are all spending a lot of money to aggregate content because that is what's going to attract uh, users to each of their channels. So, I see. Um, I different, see. different ones have different distribution. They're like you can get their channels on a Samsung smart TV or on an oh, Apple TV or on a Roku I device. See. I see. Um, I see. So part of its distribution, but so much of it really mm. is the is the content uh, that uh, that they're able to aggregate and offer to. Um, Offered to viewers. And the niche content is then special. I see it's specialized for a particular uh, domain of content that a, a person can specifically want and be interested in. Correct. So they may, so their, their whole host, the ones I named are actually fairly general, but there are others that are just about like old movies. And oh, I can watch, gotcha. I can watch movies and, I, and there'll be, there'll be ad supported or I can watch, you know, older TV shows or I can watch. Uh, so there, so there are others that specialize in a, in a variety of different types of content to try to attract you know, the viewers they're interested in. See, what I love about that is that that in and of itself, Frost, I think is very, very interesting because what it's saying is that because you have this kind of fragmentation, if you will, of different, very specific niche domains of content, say, for example, you know, old movies or, you know, horror, sci-fi or whatever these different things are, that that in and of itself tells you that you have efficiency with respect to just knowing that narrow domain and knowing something about that particular consumer that would be interested in having an on-demand appetite for that specific content. So right off the bat, you're not dealing with a whole cornucopia of different menu options that you can't really understand, well, why, who is this person that would like this very uh, wide array of different things? You know specifically this is a person into old movies. So I, if I understand consumer behavior about folks in terms of the psychology of what they're interested in, in terms of why they like this and want to have this on demand, I can automatically kind of start the process of being better in terms of my targeting. Right, Frost? Right. So as you say, right off the bat, uh, you have, you, you have, you're aggregating an audience that's interested in that sort of content. And that audience probably has some characteristics that are in common from an age, from a gender, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. some broad. And then, and then on top of that, you can overlay, as I mentioned, all the, uh, from a marketer's perspective, overlay the digital advertising capabilities based on uh, the purchase patterns or website visitations or search patterns or what have you. Mm-hmm. What I think is super interesting about this, this is opening up an entire new way of consuming content. And I think consumers are going to start demanding this. Now, I want you to help me understand OTT. When I, first, when, I first, when I first saw those three letters, I was like, what is that? I had to go look it up. Explain that concept to us, uh, Frost. Oh, gosh. Well, the world is all messed up. I and mean, there are two things. There's OTT, <laughs> which means over the top, and mm-hmm. there's CTV, which means connected TV. Mm-hmm. And no one can agree what each of them mean. We <laughs> here at Simplified just decided to call everything OTT slash CTV and just put it all in a big bundle. But, uh-huh. over, um, but over the top initially meant 
Um, it, for people, instead of, you know, historically, um, many people watch TV through a cable box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you got a co- big coax cable coming into the cable box that goes out to your TV. Over the top originally meant getting rid of that cable box. And I'm watching TV through an internet connection mm. uh, where either the inter- the um, the Cat5 is plugged into the back of my TV or mm-hmm. my TV is connected to Wi-Fi, not going, through, um, mm-hmm. not going through that cable box. So mm-hmm. that's sort of the general... A description there, and then connected TV is is um, and so that, but that could sorry that OTT could be going through and like a little Apple TV device mm-hmm. or an Amazon Fire Stick mm-hmm. or a um, uh, or a Roku device, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get there, you can get there a lot of ways, but basically it means not going through a cable box would be the <laughs> gotcha the, the simplest uh, the simplest uh, part uh, way to describe it. And so not going through a cable box is really important. Talk a little bit about Simplify. And your process there, the company a little bit in terms of how it goes about uh, providing value in this. And I'm going to use your terminology, Frost, OTT slash CTV, (laughs) this new paradigm, this new uh, empty beach that awaits the first footprint in the sand, if you will. Uh, (laughs) Tell us a little bit about the what you're doing. You've been in this. You're the guru. You've been in this space for a long time. Talk about how you help brands better leverage this new paradigm of consuming content. Right. So what's so what's, what's interesting is, is more and more eyeballs move here to, to CTV. Mm-hmm. As, I, as I mentioned, I, I, we rattled off a whole bunch of channels, and so there are all these different different channels. And so what's interesting in this world of programmatic advertising is we're in a position to aggregate those for the advertiser. Mm. So number one, an advertiser can come to us, and, and we can we can uh, advertise across a huge number of these channels and hundreds, thousands of, of these channels and programs uh, that um, that we aggregate in to one dashboard. So number one is just the the ability to reach nationwide at some pretty good scale. Mm-hmm. But then sort of the secret sauce in, in our world is is how we enable advertisers to target. And mm-hmm. uh, we have been focused on local targeting for a while. When we started off thinking about local, it was the metro area, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the greater Philadelphia area up there where you are. And mm-hmm. then it got a little better and it went to a city. And then it got better and it went to, to a zip code. And now uh, we launched last year the ability to just target uh, at the household level. Um, wow. And so once you're able to do that, then um, then all of a sudden, not only is that interesting to, to local advertisers, so, you know, the local CVS store can say, hey, I want to target users, um, households within a five-mile wow. radius of my store. Mm-hmm. It's a Pampers ad, so because it's a Pampers ad, I only want to target those households with Kids that have mm-hmm, um, kids mm-hmm. under two years old. Mm-hmm. Is that when kids get out of diapers these days? I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah, not sure. Something, whatever they do. <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Or, or, but or on the flip side, you can say, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm selling Jaguars nationwide, I'm, uh, and uh, and why would I want to advertise to any household that uh, doesn't have a household income of less than Interesting. X, where where I think uh, is mm-hmm. my target market for Jaguars." So it's sort of this ability. It's gotten so local that once it gets local, wow. you, you can take it back. And overlay all these demographic, um, uh, these demographic targeting metrics that TV buyers are, are used to buying on. Wow! And so you can actually get to that level of granularity, Frost. And so the advertise—they mean they must be salivating over this, right? If I know that I'm going to have a promotion on a specific brand or product category, let's say, and I have some kind of data—this is the power of big data—I have that data where I can understand there's an association there in a local market between the desire of that specific product based on the demographics or even. 
even the psychographics, I would assume, uh, that I can actually leverage that knowledge, that predictive sort of ability to be able to go right in and be laser focused with respect to delivering a message specifically for that specific domain at that specific desired purchasing uh, consequence and outcome for that specific consumer. That is crazy. Is this big brother? Frost, tell me. Tell me what's going on here. How, how do people, I mean, do they like this? Do they like being able to know that, hey, you really, as a marketer, you are focused on my needs and you are knowing so much about me that you're able to give me like super hyper laser targeted messaging? So there's a lot of sort of it's huge uh, talk about privacy in the industry in the industry these days. Mm-hmm. As you may know, California has a privacy act going into place on January one, and so I mean, in in, in our world, we um, are very very careful not to have any what they call personal information mm-hmm. anywhere in our platform. So okay. that means a name. We have no names, no mm-hmm. email addresses, no phone numbers, no street addresses, no um, no things that are personally identified. So if you think of if you think of um, you know what we're what we're doing in that world, if you look at your mailbox every day and i'm old enough i mentioned to someone where i'm starting to get mail for that i should be going on cruises right so i didn't think i'm that old i don't really want to go on a cruise but they think i'm old and i don't go on a cruise but there's these um these mailers have all kinds of data at the household level mm-hmm. and uh, and so this is bringing that same capability i see direct mail has had you know to television mm-hmm. and so what's interesting about this though is uh, there's always this 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 conception of a pressure between the desire for better information, uh, but the desire to not feel like your business is out there in terms of a big brother kind of connotation. And I think what you're saying, Frost, if I'm hearing you correctly, is that the bet. Well, first of all, you protect the, the privacy of these individuals anyway. But I think your argument is, is a utility argument saying that I can deliver you something. It's not intrusive because it's not something that is so way off in your desired conception of what you need, that you're going to be irritated by it. It's almost like a welcomed message in some senses because of the ability to be so laser-focused and efficient with the targeting process given the technology. Is that correct, Frost? Yes, I think, yeah, two things. One, at least you're seeing ads that should be relevant to you. So hopefully that's that's helpful in processing ads for something that you don't care about so you can get educated on things you care about. Uh, And then number two, as I mentioned, um, the more effective those ads are, the fewer ads uh, can, the fewer ads that are needed to support that programming. Mm-hmm. So we, if we can cut, I mean, right. what we'd love to see is the ad loads cut from, you know, cut by half because mm-hmm. those ads are more more effective, and advertisers are willing to pay more per minute uh, for an ad that's uh, reaching, uh, you know, reaching a, their targeted audience. And so you can actually show these advertisers powerful data insofar as the effectiveness of Simplify to be able to do this laser targeting and how it is a much better paradigm in terms of driving market behavior down the kind of purchase funnel, right? Because the message, at some point, the message has to lead to some kind of behavior that these advertisers are interested in. And so are you actually able to show this proof of concept in terms of uh, explaining this as the compellingness of the business model to potential advertisers you might work with? Yeah, advertisers of all sizes care a lot about the return on their advertising spend, mm-hmm. on the return on their advertising investment. Mm-hmm. They measure it in all kinds of different ways, some a lot more sophisticated than others. Back in the day, it was like, hey, just tell me how much it costs to get someone to click on my, my ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, advertisers, for the most part, are much more sophisticated than that these days. They want to know how much it costs to get someone to come to my website and actually buy a product, mm-hmm. or how much it costs to get someone to, an incremental user to walk into my uh, my McDonald's uh, or my uh, mm-hmm. my quick service restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so there's a whole host of, they, they all have 
advertisers have a variety of ways of measuring what's important to them based on what they want to get out of their advertising budget. Mm-hmm. And the industry has come a long way. It's still got a ways to go to figure out what is really driving, uh, you know, driving that action. But the industry has come a long ways uh, to getting much more results oriented and being able to deliver those, being able to show the results they're actually delivering. Mm-hmm. We're pushing up a little bit on time. I have two more questions for you, Frost. Number one, so does Simplify help with the actual development of the content or is Simplify only kind of the purveyor of the channel of the message into the target market? That's question number one. And then question number two, uh, to wrap up our segment, will be tell me two or three things that you believe are kind of the most cutting edge, critical things that are going to be happening in this OTT slash CTV space in the next several years. Got it. So on, on, on the first thing is, no, we don't, we are not a creative shop. Mm-hmm. We work with agencies who create the ads. And so we're all about making sure mm-hmm. once an agency or an ad or a marketing department creates an ad, we're all about putting those, uh, helping them put those ads in the right places, on the right programs, on the right websites, apps, um, in the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. And so tell us, so tell us, give us, give us your big takeaway. You are the guru, Frost. Please educate me, educate, give us, and give me some wisdom from me and my listeners. What are a few things, big points, big things that are on the horizon that you see in this space, OTT, CTV, that we need to be paying attention to and be ready for in the next several years? Yeah, from a marketing perspective, it's it's uh, we're just at the very early early innings. I hate the you know the, you got all the baseball an- analogies. We're in the, we're in the first <laughs> inning. Um, we're going to see more and more better. Uh, it's going to be all about more inventory. Um, there's there's an mm-hmm. explosion of content coming on the streaming TV. You see that there's explosion of number of new channels. There'll be more two syllable uh, names ending with vowels. Uh, <laughs> next time we talk, I'm sure uh-huh. so there's, explosion, there's an explosion of content coming on board and uh, on that side. And so the ability to um, to target against more and more of this comment at, at greater scale is really is really what's happening. Very- is really what's happening. And then and then secondly, it's and secondly the attribution to be able to say for the first time ever, hey, this TV ad is actually driving incremental mm-hmm. uh, people into my store is uh, is the other I think uh, you know big thing that's you'll see happen here over the next uh, year or two. Finally, we're going to be able to understand which half of our advertising budget is the one that's working, right? Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. You know, that, and and hopefully more than half. We'll get to 51%. <laughs> Very cool. Frost Pilo, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Likewise, enjoyed it. Thank you, Americas. Excellent. Listeners, if you want to learn more about Frost, go to Simplify. That's S-I-M-P-L-I dot F-I. Uh, and if you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, we air live on Sirius XM 132 every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, we replay several times uh, throughout the week. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 